do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 48 of the switch mania playcast a crash episode i assure you it's all downhill from here <laughs> oh God. i don't know which one was better <laughs> they were both good I, I give it to him i like this <laughs> oh i crashed ton in this game of the week like oh my god <laughs> oh my god so fun though so fun um, well that's part of the joy of this game is crashing <laughs> the game we're referring to obviously is the game of the week lonely mountains downhill is insane um but before we jump yes. into the game jp and barry yes. um as always we appreciate any kind of ratings that you can give us over on apple itunes um leave us a rating over there give us some stars throw us some stars um also the switch collector is still for sale should be arriving soon if it ever clears customs with a crazy covid madness um but it is for sale over at hagensalley.com or switchopedia.com um Mm -hmm. do we have much feedback from the last episode I saw some more joking about Jerry. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's I think it's that's all Jerry. Stick now. <laughs> it's all Jerry from it's here on Jerry. Out. My goodness, I love I, it. I had people concerned for you, JP, with your uh, mm-hmm. oh with yes, your I outburst. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, I want I wanted to throw this one over to Barry because he's had some uh, concerning messages <laughs> about <laughs> JP's I, state so, of so mind so, from last. Week. <laughs> some of my friends listened to it and sent me messages, and they they. They questioned whether you were okay because the way you were reacting were, was almost like you were a druggie and you needed another hit. Like you I've heard that before. So badly. Like, oh my God, I need this more than you. I need this. I need this now. Like, please give it to me. You don't understand. The need. And they're like, is he okay? I'm like, yeah, he's fine. Like, it's okay. <laughs> he's okay. He found it even though it hasn't shipped yet and they're not responding to my emails. But no, I'm fine. His, his neck is really red from all the itching he's been doing. You know what? I have it saved as a favor now on eBay, and the Japanese one keeps popping up. And I found a website that looked legit, um, that had the game with the English cover in stock, would ship to the U.S., still hasn't shipped. It's been a week. I emailed them to just ask the status. Nothing. I guess I'll give it another week, and then I'll just go through PayPal and request a refund. But My I really hope I hope this works out because... I think, as far as I know, this will be the only English cover I'll need because I showed Barry, which you didn't even realize that the game had come out, which was <laughs> the My Tetsu, um, I think My Tetsu, My Tetsu uh, Pure Station. So I had the Asian cover, and I, and what happened was when you look at your Tokyo uh, 2020 cover, you'll notice that in like the top right there's that box that says like English version, yep. and mine had like the Korean characters, Japanese characters. So when I when I started looking at my shelf after the last episode, I realized that that game also had it. So I'm like, hmm, let me just jump onto eBay and see if that like pop and shop place had it. And sure enough, they had like a true English cover. And I'm like, ah, damn it. I'm like, I got to get that one too. And I started looking at some of the other ones I had. And the only other one that I saw was like the Kunio Kun collection. But what was interesting is that it still had like the Japanese characters in the top right, but it had an English case, like English text on the front and back. So I guess not all of them will say English version, but now I know at least what to look for when PlayAsia puts up a Asia English release. I'll, I'll see if it has like that kind of style to the, to the, um, the cover. And then I'll just jump onto eBay and, you know, just probably end up paying a little bit more to get the English one. 
Yeah, so my that's my little one. tip and trick. Mine's in English too, but also has Chinese on the back too. It's... Right. What's funny is like I I do this when I'm doing uh, book research and I'm trying to find stuff. I call that going down the rabbit hole. Um, cause like literally JP found one thing and then through me egging him on, on the episode and, and Barry taking shots, <laughs> pot shots all episode. Shots. I was yeah. defending myself. Yeah. You were taking shots from JP while you were defending. Oh, taking shots. Yeah. Yeah. So while <laughs> Barry was taking out. shots from JP, I was over here egging him on. Then JP went down an entire rabbit hole all week oh, trying to find I... every game he possibly might not have a Japanese or an English <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to Video Games New York for helping me get the Dragon Quest and the Super Kane Magic Zero because I posted it and people didn't even know. Well, a few things. One is people didn't even know that the Super Kane had an English release. And then the Dragon Quest, some people had never seen the cover. So they started asking if I had the link where I could find it. And then Video Games New York was like, ah, that was our last one. But those are on eBay also. So you can find those more easily. But the Tokyo one just continues to uh, elude me the the super cane magic zero when i got that one in uh with the english it was like the paper was a little crooked so mm-hmm. i actually opened it up to straighten it out it's like a pet peeve of mine and mm-hmm. the game card inside it 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 has the japanese like label like it is yeah. fully the, the same game card it does not in english unfortunately so if you have it out you know like what game is this you can't read japanese you have to try to remember but the outside cover is in english right i, I do need to get super cane magic zero still it's on my backlog to buy well as of right now i you know i think i promised it to you and then i completely forgot so i posted it or somebody asked me. JP does it all the time stuff. to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I posted some stuff, and then, oh, I what did I post that sold out instantly? Oh, right, the um, the Mercenaries double pack. So I had an extra one sold mm-hmm. in, like, a minute. And then people were, like, messaging me, and they're like, oh, do you have anything else? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got Super Kane. And I took a picture, and the person was like, oh, I'm interested in that, and they still haven't paid for it. But I think all I made stuff that I promised that. Oh, to Jeffrey that uh... <laughs> I still have I still have your uh, Shantai. Shantai calls yeah, it. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't know how to say how words. Shantae? Shantae. You know, I still have yours that you haven't bought. I know. <laughs> Feel free to pay for it so I can ship it out. They're about to do the next one with Seven Sirens. So. Yes, and it's an open pre-order. Yeah. Which is really nice. So um, also, so fun, let's, let's sorry, move fun. over to that drama, JP. Oh, yeah. So, okay. It's about Streets of Rage 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dot emu lizard cube well let me let me set the let me set the wallpaper it's so bad to the point that jp actually posted an article on how to buy the game and all the different variants <laughs> like <laughs> like this is an issue yeah. because like we mentioned it a week ago and that like super rare games had a were had a deal you know exclusivity deal but they decided to let the developer uh, release more of Human Fall Flat, and it was a big deal. There were some people super mad. Rare. Yeah, super rare games. Um, <laughs> and they were like, it was a big deal. And, but the thing is, the difference between that one and what happened with Streets of Rage 4 is Streets of Rage 4 is like a super popular game, hmm. and it's just coming out. And uh, Limited Run Games has had this policy for a while, it's just they haven't had a game in such demand like this that the developers decided to just go, you get a copy, and you get a copy, and bees, and we all die. 
<laughs> so now that the wallpaper's set, we're all done, JP. I, I don't like it. I don't like you being Oprah. You're an evil Oprah. <laughs> you, can, you can develop a copy, and you can release a copy, and we're all dead. Oh, my gosh. So, um, let's set, now go ahead and tell the story, JP, and then we'll all tell our thoughts on the situation. Sure. So I'll try and explain as best as I can. But essentially, as we all know, a few weeks ago, Limited Run Games opened up pre-orders for the regular and the classic edition, which is a Genesis-style case, steel book, all those Hell goodies. Yeah. And they also then, on May 1st, I believe, they opened up a, a true collector's edition, $150, 7-inch statue, all those additional goodies sold out, I think, instantly almost. Um, and that was the only way to get it. But what we noticed is that in Japan they ended up opening up a pre-order, a retail release uh, through a publisher called 3Goo, uh, G-O-O, and they had like a special box with a CD, I believe a poster, and the game itself, and different cover art. And that was when we recorded last week, and we talked about it, and because it was Bare Knuckle 4, we were all like, well, it's a different, like, it's okay. (laughs) Right, so, you know, we mentioned that, but then on Thursday... Uh, the embargo ended, and Merge Games announced that they are doing a U.S. retail release, a U.K. retail release, and a signature edition U.K. exclusive collector's oh. edition. So all of a sudden, the yeah, game that was, was... Yeah, I mean, it, it was bad to the point where, like, Limited Run Josh took to Twitter, which he doesn't Dude. normally do lately, but he had to defend himself because... There was a, just a lot of hatred and misinformation, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that they were getting, I'll just use the word attack, until Josh had responded to um, a Nintendo news site that had posted saying that they withheld the information. And Josh is like, that's not true at all. We didn't know about this. We don't hold exclusivity with the developer. They're free to go elsewhere um, I think after a certain period, possibly like during the pre-order period. Yeah, I but, think it's like after the pre-order period, it seems yeah. like, like we don't actually know 100%, but it seems like after the pre-order period, they're allowed to announce. So they could have done the deals before, but like, they, and again, like any developer really is, if they don't have exclusivity with the publisher, they can go wherever. Yeah, and I'm trying to, as you're talking to, I'm trying to pull up his tweets because I don't want to, misquote because that's okay. something that's been happening is that yeah. they're just they're they're giving wrong information about when run and painting them in a bad light in the situation which it really is not their fault um, honestly like just to be very frank i think it's a great thing that limited run is doing um just to help out normal smaller developers to get more reach because as we've mentioned on the playcast like different regions um, some people don't buy other regions and, and only purchase things in their area. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, now that's where this developer, because it's such a huge game, they took advantage, absolutely, and now it's getting released all over the place. And yeah. um, I mean, honestly, like Limited Run Games probably is going to rethink what they're doing. I mean, I know Josh said it in one of his Twitter responses. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to rethink stuff. Um, but like, honestly, like I want exclusivity when it comes to a limited company. Um, and 
like, maybe regions is okay, because, again, like, I only collect for my region, and anything that's not in our region, I'll collect otherwise. So, mm-hmm. like, I maybe that, I mean, that's fine, but, like, maybe they just need to lock down exclusivity in U.S. territories. Yeah, Barry? You know, this whole thing <clears throat> feels like mm-hmm. it could all be avoided with some communication, some easy communication. And I think the problem with it is when limited runs started, they pretty much came out and said, you know, what they're doing is they're going to publish these games, but after they publish it, they lose the the rights. And, and they, they never stated that the games were going to be exclusive, but I think people just kind of put that in their head. Um, and even though like Soldner uh, went to play Asia afterwards, um, it, it almost felt like people expected this to be the exclusive distributor. And they never fully said that. They, they, they actually stated the opposite, that once their production run ends, it, the, the rights revert back to the developers to do what they want with it. Um, I think what's so shocking is that the pre-orders are still open. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the fact that the pre-orders are still open, people are like, wait a minute, the, the rights shouldn't have gone back, and now there's other rights... Uh, and I think this is the first, and I could be wrong. I'm sure someone's going to like, ah, oh, no, you're wrong. Because uh, I did have a conversation with somebody on Twitter about this, um, that this might be the first limited run release to get a retail release outside of Best Buy, outside of like PlayAsia or another limited uh, developer, um, like a, like an actual retail full release. And it's it's kind of weird that is mm-hmm. happening. And I think if, if they didn't know, like Josh said, like, oh, we weren't aware of all this stuff. The second they found out, they should have put out a statement. They should, and they, they should absolutely honor everything they should. And I've seen, I've seen like Josh kind of arguing with, with, with people and, and GameStack went crazy on him. Poor Joe went, went crazy yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Joe is like, oh, I want to, cancel and i emailed and i want to cancel my orders and 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 josh is like oh you have to go through our system we don't do it through email and it's like yeah i would be like you know what for this we're gonna do it like save face if someone is pissed off (laughs) that they're gonna email you don't say go through that system like we're gonna figure it out we want to keep you as a customer like there are times you have to swallow your pride do things unconventionally to keep your customers happy so that they come back you piss off a customer they leave you lose that you lose whatever future money you you want to keep them happy in a case like this and i think you gotta think about like in my situation where i had the print run error like literally to keep everybody happy i had to resend out every single book they all arrived damaged and that cost me like over ten thousand dollars, <laughs> like and that's, that's you sending things out. This is just canceling orders. This is just canceling orders. Like I would literally stay up all night and just knock that out. Like, like if something like that happened on my side, I'd be like, all right, uh, hey uh, JP Barry, can you uh, join me? <laughs> like we got to do a powwow, guys. Let's get some beers <laughs> well, and some pizza. Well, they did say <laughs> that they are canceling. They'll cancel any order outside yeah. of the limited edition. Yeah, uh, which is good, but they need to they need to get that message across because. The problem is, if they send out a message and it's too late, mm-hmm. somebody else has already sent out, can you believe Limited Run did this? What a bunch of BS. That negativity spreads so much faster than positivity. 
and people will be like, oh, screw limited run. I'm going to retweet. I'm going to retweet. And it just spreads. And suddenly, despite you putting out a positive message, it's surrounded by negativity. And it's already everyone else is tainted with that negative thought like, oh, what you did was so wrong. And Twitter's the worst. And Twitter's the worst. And Twitter's the worst. Hands down. So it's, it's it's an ugly situation that was handled poorly. Uh, on on all parts, I don't I don't think even merge. I think I think merge should have been able to say, hey, you know, we have a version of this too. They did the the signature edition, and I saw that announced, and I was like, oh yeah, that okay, fine, whatever. I didn't expect a U.S. release, and I think that's really what gets people. I don't think it's the Japanese release or even the signature edition European release, um, because limited run is a U.S distribution so it's like all right obviously a game is released here and is released in europe there's a you know peggy rating and a and an esrb rating like it's understandable at this point mm-hmm. but the fact that this is a second u.s release um from a different publisher um the only time that that's happened and i think it was on ps4 was wonder boy limited run where they did it and then uh and then uh, i think nicholas not or nicholas so someone else put it out in uh in uh, the uh, the states, and that that's the only exception I could think of with, and that was PS4, not in the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that was that was that was months later. Like that wasn't at the same time. I mean, I'm surprised that LizardCuber.emo didn't say anything because they obviously knew they were working with Merge and they were working with Limited Run at the same time. And you know, based on what I'm getting, is that they found out when the announcement went out. Um, so. I, I knew about it a few days before because, you know, I'm on the press list. So I knew that a merged copy was coming out. I assumed that, you know, other, like the other companies who were working on this title knew. It sounds like they didn't. They obviously had no involvement. So I'm reading Josh's tweet now who responded after yeah, Wario64 had posted saying, just to be clear for anyone wondering, Limit Run had no involvement in any fast of merged games release. Our agreements with our partners are non-exclusive and they're free to pursue subsequent releases elsewhere. The only way I could prevent this would be to lock partners into perpetual exclusivity, which I'm morally opposed to. I don't ever plan to do that. We didn't sign this game knowing a full retail release was coming, but our contracts don't prevent it. We don't have any say it. I'm just surprised like they wouldn't have been given a heads up. And like I don't believe that's their fault. They also mentioned, and I don't know if he was referring to this game, but they were signing this game two years in advance. Or he, you know, he he made the illusion that it was for this game. But he says we, we sign games two years in advance, not knowing what their other distribution plans are. Yeah. You know, at the time they may not have ever even talked about retail, and then you know the game starts to build up hype and whatnot, and you know then they they pursue merge, for instance, which is just. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It, it is very interesting that they ended up doing a, a mass retail. U.S. release. I can absolutely understand, you know, having a U.K. channel and a Japan channel. U.S. It's a little odd to when they run had it out for like a four-week further window as well, and it just sucks. Up, kind of like this is what's happening now, and this is what's taking up their time, and people are just getting so mad. But like you said, you know, they they did announce and they they responded to people pretty much anything that they would respond anything that was in the collectors mainly because the Steam keys were coming out, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Steam. Code yeah for the right uh, for the street rage but yeah it's just um you know it's just a mess that's now taking up all their time and you know putting a negative light on them and just I would say actually Twitter is not the worst I do see a lot of positive like support for them on Twitter it's typically Facebook that I feel is really negative where just people just don't really seem to stand up for companies um, that's what I've seen like Twitter I, I see a lot more people going like you did absolutely right like we're not blaming you for the retail release and 
you know, they're doing right in, in the sense that they are refunding. Although, honestly, like, if you think about it, like, I, I wouldn't cancel. Like, you know me, I'm going to buy both anyway. And yet the retail comes with a keychain and a mini art book and different cover art, whereas there comes with a manual, a reversible cover art for bare knuckle. Um, and then they also, and, and to me, they have the classic edition. They have Genesis case, a steel book, which is exclusive to them. So it's, I don't know if it's just people mad at the standard version, because like to me, I got the class. I'm perfectly happy getting that one. Uh, yeah, me um, too. But, you know, that, that's me. Yeah, I'm in oddity, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and me both. I mean, I'm getting both for the UF version. I got, I got the class. And I'm getting a channel too, so. You're, you're more of an oddity. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's one of those things where this all could have been avoided with simple communication. And maybe maybe when they agreed to merge it was a uh you know, just for the signature edition, they maybe they thought it was European and they're like, Oh no, when the contract lets us do it US too and we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I d I don't wanna say yay or nay. And I agree with you, you know, Facebook um I think Facebook can be ugly with but it almost feels like it's behind the person's back. Versus where, where people are angry tweeting directly at the people. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I tweeted in support uh, of, of Josh just because I, I like his mentality about the non-exclusive and the not locking things down. I mean, we saw that happen back in the NES day, and it was not a, not a real good idea to do. And, mm-hmm. and I think that he's unfortunately cro- caught in a crossfire, especially if he didn't know about this until merge announced, it's almost like a deer in headlights at that point. Like, wait, what? Um, mm-hmm. It could have still been handled better. Um, I'd like to see going forward some more transparency. Um, I've made it ver- painfully clear on this playcast that I am not a fan of double dipping from other regions. <laughs> um, I'm okay with double dipping if it's, you know, variant covers just because I'm a variant cover collector. But I, I love that transparency. I hate when the game's like, oh, yeah, it's only going to be in Europe. And oh, and now it's in America. Um, and it's like, oh, come on, man. Just let me know in advance. So I'll, I'll, I'll delay and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, and again, it did happen before I double checked. It is Nicholas that did the Wonder, Wonder Boy. So that did happen on PS4. But, but again, that happened after Limited Run's release was already over and done with, which is mm-hmm. part of their policy. They, want, they lose the rights. Um, it's just so weird because it's at the same time. Well, they initially said that they were going to keep pre-orders open a week after the release, and their pre-order window is closing on Sunday, and this came out on Thursday. And I don't know if it could just be that they had extended it because mm. um, maybe maybe Dotemu knew that they initially were going to do a two-week pre-order window, something like that, and it ended up being four because of COVID, and then the timing just didn't work out. But you know, it sounds like it should have probably ended right before the retail release got announced, and then now you have like a few-day overlap, which is, you know, now you have this. Now you have the drama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's never a dull day in, in this uh, in this space. So, oh, yeah, um, the hobby just keeps it. <laughs> so a positive thing. Um, yeah. Um, so the GameStop deal of the days have been kind of cool. I actually found a game that I didn't have that was in my backlog that I got for $16, and that was Darksiders Genesis. I got it for 16 bucks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, they, like, they're... They're back to good, like, uh, more consistent Switch deals because they had them at yeah. the end of last year. Like, every day it was another Switch deal, and people were like, this is great. Like, I even picked up some, I think, uh, I'm going to just say, like, Stranded Sales, but it was probably, like, one of the merge games, ironically, that went, like, on a super deal. And then all of a sudden they just stopped with, like, the Switch games. And yeah. now it seems that they're coming back, which is really good because they should. I mean, now's the time. 
I mean, because I definitely don't buy everything retail immediately. I wait for stuff. If I have to mm-hmm. overpay later if something goes super rare, that's fine because I, I don't have the funds to pick up everything at launch. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a perfect example of, like, I wanted to play Darksiders Genesis. It looks like a cool, different style of game. I know Barry mm-hmm. talked about it on the cast. Yep. Um, and it sounds I've, cool, and I got it for 16 bucks. Like, that's awesome. Yep. Like, that, that's no-brainer. Yeah, I don't like, <laughs> mind paying full price in a game like, game like that because I played it right away. Like, I was like, I, I love Darksiders. Yeah. Well, so no time Mary has lots of time to play yeah, games. I'll just say, <laughs> well, right now with COVID, I have more time. But yeah. but yeah, that Dark Dark Genesis is definitely a worthy purchase mm-hmm. um, overall. Um, it's not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but it is, it is a very fun game. Um, it's still not Dark Side of 4. <laughs> still <laughs> angrily waiting for that. Not angrily, but more time Barry is able to play lots of things. <laughs> I've I've been playing more games and beating games, and I'm very surprised at myself that I can actually like pull off the switch now and just like, sit for consistently a few hours and just play a game. And I don't know what's going on, but COVID nineteen is allowing me to finish games. <laughs> I finished I finished Final Fantasy VII remake. I I started Oceanhorn. I'm already five hours into Oceanhorn, and I started it yesterday at night. So oh I'm just my. like, this is great. I'm like literally playing games again. This is fun. What have I been jumping into? I've been jumping into Doom 64, which was amazing. Um, nice. On the like, Switch? Yeah, because nice. like I was, I had Doom 64 as a kid growing up. It, like mm-hmm. high school, not really a kid. But um, but it was awesome, and but it was so dark. That was the one problem I had with yes. Doom 64. Oh, and so the Switch version is $5. You can put the brightness up. Everything is overdone <laughs> in HD, and it's amazing. And it's mm-hmm. like you can finally play. And now I don't realize or I don't remember how like maze-like and corridor-ish 64 was compared to like Doom 1 and 2 on the PC. Mm-hmm. Like it really is like you'll go and just like merc everyone and, and all the demons and then it's like all right now where do i go because i've played uh-huh. the other two so many times that i kind of already inherently know but like doom 64 i haven't played since back in the day so mm-hmm. it's like it's super cool though to play and and um i have to play on subcon jp um for japan before i knew jp um this might i had to play on that one because if i play on my hagen it knocks either my wife or my daughter off because mm-hmm. like it was hilarious i was going to play doom before we recorded tonight and like my wife's playing Animal Crossing, and she started a second island on London's <laughs> Switch Lite, and nice. so, so she could start trading with herself. And then London's playing the regular island and switched over to uh, <laughs> switched over to Minecraft on the Switch. <laughs> and she's playing on the old Switch, and then so I'm like over there, like, well, let me play some Doom. And then I went to go play it, and like. London's like, hey, and I'm like, what? And I was like, oh, I have it downloadable as Hagen, and she's playing as Hagen. So then I had to switch over to another character, like to another profile to play. And so I started playing Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, because that's my bedside game right now. <laughs> but like, my goodness, we are like the Switch family right now over here. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, like Doom 64, though, awesome. Like all three Doom games are all five bucks a piece. My, and yeah, my four-year-old plays. <laughs> hmm? I don't. Know, I think JP's having bad. My four-year-old uh, is playing Animal Crossing consistently every day, and uh, you can't hear me. No, so I like hear a three-second pause I there. Now, yeah, I thought Jeffrey was uh, sounding like super fast at one point. And oh, 
So you got to realize that the recording's at my house, so there's fine. not going to be any super fast. So, so you guys are going to sound crazy over here. I'm fine over here because it's recording on my side, not on your side. So you guys will sound like you're in a... <laughs> The craziness. It could be because everybody in my house is episodes, playing online. We still can't get audio. <laughs> nope. That's part sure. of it. I'm gonna World switch over to my every day, and he. I'm switching over to the Hagen's house and seeing if that works. And maybe his four-year-old playing Animal Crossing story will finally come through. Let's see, everyone. No. Look what I just caught. And what he does is Shanna logs into her, her to the game. Not he goes to her house JP. and just all around the house and in her like in her basement, the bathroom are just fish tanks everywhere. <laughs> just complete. But he loves the game. I mean, he is like obsessed. And I'm actually like so surprised of how well he picked up on it and is able to play it like on his own. And then also I'm thinking like we beat Gigantosaurus this week. And when we first started playing, he would hand me the controller lot, be like, I don't want to go by past this like piranha plant that is trying to eat me and the scorpion is trying to get me. And can you jump over this? And now he takes the controller and we did the the main game. We're doing the post game and he's doing all of the challenges on his own. He's like, watch what I do. He swings his tail, knocks the scorpion unconscious. He jumps past the piranha. He's jumping over like the, the rocks and everything. And he's getting, you know, to the goal. And I'm just watching him like, wow, like this game, like just advanced the skill so much. And the next game we're playing, and like I'm convinced now, we're just going to go through the entire Outright Games catalog because <laughs> we did Paw Patrol, we did Gigantosaurus, and the next game we're going to do is the Ice Age game. But he's just having a blast. He's getting so good. Like I'm just amazed at four. Like I, I, I don't even think I was playing games at four, and he's just unbelievable. That's a proud dad moment right there. It is. Yeah, I watched so, it. And I, I think I've uh, decided, like, wow. JP, that your um, the speed of your talking has overloaded my internet, and that's why I get bad reception over here. <laughs> <laughs> I talk too fast. You talk so fast that you overload the internet with the bit rates of the f the speed of your talking. Now, um, oh <laughs> I, I I had to switch over to the other internet, so the beginning of your story like cut for a second, and I was like, all right, of we make it, it to JP. Yeah, oh, I told you it was, but you guys weren't hearing me because my internet, because my family is on the Switch. Uh, it's not a playcast until something gets cut out and we don't know about it afterwards. <laughs> oh, I told you why it was happening, but you guys couldn't hear. So, yeah, listeners will that's true. Will, will definitely talk smack to you and <laughs> JP's uh, itching, drug-induced coma from last week <laughs> caused my internet to I am, explode. I am calm now. I'm in a zen. And speaking of zen. <laughs> I think we should go to the uh, episode, the game of the week. The episode of the game. Let's. Do I'm telling you, I will never say it correctly. I keep saying like episode of the week, and I was like, that makes no sense. We're we're in the middle of the episode of the week. What are you talking? We are. About? <laughs> we are all well, in the should, episode of the week. We should talk about Lonely Mountains down. No, we need to talk about it for the Switch, not the Wii. JP, jeez. Ah, oh my God. <laughs> Everybody wow. with the zingers today. Wow. No, no, I'm I'm right there with you, JP. Like <laughs> yeah. that that was bad. Like that that That's made my Jeffrey head like hurt. oh yeah. Barry had that good all downhill one earlier and yeah, JP still, has still, the title. Still reeling from the, the uh the beginning of the episode ones that I had to bring it back down <laughs> to well, normal. I, I told everybody it's all downhill from here. I warned you. I warned you already. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you're still listening, it's your own damn fault. It's your own oh my fault. God. All right. Should I lay the wallpaper? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. All right. So, obviously, as JP said, it's Lonely Mountains Downhill 
developed by Megagon Industries. Um, this is an interesting game because you literally just ride a bicycle down hills. Um, it's just you and your bike taking on a thrilling ride down an unspoiled mountain landscape. Make your way through thick forest, narrow trails, and wild rivers. Race, jump, slide, and try not to crash all the way from the peak to the valley. This was released a day before this recording, so we had it a week early. Um, so, like, it was released it on May 7th. to have 7th. a game that's not available yet to be playing ahead of time? I find it fun. <laughs> I didn't even know that as I was uh, playing it live on the, the Switchopedia Saturdays. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of people commenting um my quick um, review, though, was it was super weird because it's almost like two to three games in one when you play one specific trail. So mm-hmm. you have multiple mountains, and each mountain has multiple trails. So like you have mm-hmm. like Woods Mountain or Desert Mountain, or and you like then have different trails that you go through. So the first time you play a trail, you just you just go down it. That you just gotta mm-hmm. complete it, and you crash all over the damn place. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It was to the point where like people watching me play live were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't even believe it!" Like they were all <laughs> typing crazy <laughs> stuff as I was like crashing all over the place. And falling all over, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is going to be interesting. Because after you complete it, then you have goals. Like, you have to only do ten crashes and beat it mm-hmm. under a minute and a half. And so, like, I was going through that, and it was interesting. Because no matter if I crashed 18,000 times the first time, the second time I'm crashing yeah. it twice. Yeah, what, is that on purpose? Like, I noticed that, too, every time I crashed so much. And then when it actually counted, I was like, I'm really good at this. And I have no idea what happened. So it did that to you too? Oh, yeah. yeah like I noticed too. that I, I crashed so many times. And then when it, when it was like, you know, you can only crash seven times, I crashed like three. And I'm like, how was that possible? So I wonder if the developers huh. programmed that into there because there is stuff like when you play like a game like Dark Souls and you go and play versus an enemy, like mm-hmm. there is artificial... Uh, difficulty dampening when you play. So, like, if you play and keep dying, like, the mm. enemy will become a little easier and a little easier mm. th- to the point where you don't really notice. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that we all had the same experience. Like, yeah. I don't think that we learned it after playing it one time down that well. Just saying. Like, it wasn't even close. It was, like, a thousand times versus, like, two. I have to say, what's so funny is the contrast between, like, the zen... Like, no music, just, like, the the nature sounds. And then when you're crashing with, like, the pixelated blood. And just, like, <laughs> your body going over the rails and over the mountains. And just, like, I love it when I fall off, like, a long cliff. And it's just, like, nothing. All of a sudden, you just hear, then you hear the crash, like, after, like, five seconds. And I want, like I said, I want to show my kids. And then I remember that, oh, no, I'm going to crash a lot. And there's fake blood. I'm like, I can. But I, I just found it so funny, though, that they, they threw that in there. Absolutely show my daughter. I'm a horrible parent, apparently. <laughs> Now, she, my daughter was watching Troll 2 when she was six, so. Oh, my oh God. Boy. Wait, is this like the Troll World Tour? No, oh no. like no. Troll no. 2, the horror movie, where there's, oh they're cutting him open and eating him alive. Oh, my <laughs> God. 
<laughs> All right, sweet dreams, honey. And they're like eating people. So good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's such a bad, bad movie. No, honestly, like my daughter's been watching scary movies forever. She she really doesn't care for them now because she's watched so many. She's like, eh, I don't really want to watch them. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, yeah, I, I thoroughly, though, enjoyed this game. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing is I tried the first trail I tried to do on Expert after because, like, basically... Even though I did everything to get the expert, the expert stuff done, you have to play it again. So like it'd be like, oh, now only crash four times instead of twelve, and I only crashed like two or three the very first time, and it didn't like inherently just unlock it. So I went to try it again, and I was like, I died pretty fast. Like I crashed, and I was like, all right, let me just go on to the next one because I was streaming and I wanted to show all all the tricks. Mm-hmm. So. I literally went through, though, every single one, and I only mm-hmm. think I had to restart one trail the whole night, and I played for a good two to three hours. Um, I got all the way to the fourth mountain, second or third trail. Mm-hmm. Like I got pretty far, and it was I was starting to get like pretty tired at that point, because it was getting past midnight, and I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm good. Did you, did you enjoy it while you were playing it? The whole time. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. And that's the weird thing, is like, I never expected it. And like, there was like, Nintendo World Report has a review on the Metacritic site. It says, not since Paperboy on the NES have I been so infatuated with the title revolving around the bicycle. Like, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, they're not wrong. Like, I don't know if it's a he or she, but it, they're, they're not wrong. Like, it, it, it was really mm-hmm. fun. And to me, it reminded me of like, a combination of like, Trials HD but mm-hmm. and Paperboy. The reason why I say Paperboy is because of how it's controlled. Um, mm-hmm. I use the control where you just press the direction to move, not left or right, but the direction. And I mm-hmm. felt like I was playing SSX or Tony Hawk, and I was like carving around corners. Mm-hmm. Like it was like flawless. And not until like maybe the second or third mountain, I didn't even have to break. I was just going crazy. I was going ham. And eventually you had to because you went so fast that you would just, like, wipe out. You're going too fast, so you had to break. Yeah. Like, but, like, it was super cool. Like, I love the the, the controls were so well done. Um, there yeah. were times, though, that I had graphical slowdown for sure. Um, and mm-hmm. it wasn't because I was telling people on the stream, this ain't the stream. It's happening live for me on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it was so there are times where it overclocks. I tried messing with the, there's like a V-Sync on and V-Sync off option. I tried both. <laughs> I di- couldn't really tell a difference with the V-Sync. Um, the controls were good both ways. So mm-hmm. um, so since since uh, JP's been mm-hmm, a lot, let's go to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be interesting because Jeffrey and I have Polar opposite opinions. Well, you <laughs> okay. don't like action games, I, Bear. I can't get I, you to play Doom, so. <laughs> well, I, I'm not a fan of first-person shooters anymore. They they do give me vertigo. Yeah. Um, but, well, imagine but, this uh, game with Barry's vertigo, JP. Uh-oh. No, this one's <laughs> fine. Um, no, I, the Trials HD is, is a, a good uh, comparison. Like, I love Trials HD, and it also reminded me of uh, Super Off-Road um, in, in that, with the overhead style. Mm-hmm. And you were right, like crashing a bunch on the first play and then the second time, like doing much better. My problem came with the inconsistency. And what I mean by that is there were times where I hit a rock 
flying, and I just like went right over it, and I was like, whoa, I'm going to new, new track, and I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. I, I, this is crazy. And then there are other times where I'm taking it super slow, going mm-hmm. maybe like, I don't know, one, two miles an hour, and I touch a rock, and I just fall <laughs> over and blow up. And I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, that, no, that, that shouldn't be. And like, I don't like inconsistencies like that. Like, I, it's funny I watching that. the character blow up. But, like, when you're trying to go, like, super slow, just to ease your way through, you just got through a tough part of a mountain, and then you just tap a rock and you explode. It's just frustrating. I didn't have that at all, because I was, like, bouncing and ricocheting off rocks and stuff at one point. Oh, I was dying. Like, my wife was watching, like, why did you just blow up? I said, I don't know, because (laughs) I touched a rock. (laughs) Wow. So, so like, that that started to to grade on me because I was going faster the, in the beginning. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fly through this. And then I realized I have to take this more methodical. You know, like, mm-hmm. I want to get through this, especially the first time because the, another, another annoyance to me is that there's times where you're going towards the camera. And I, I always hate any type of game that tends you towards the camera uh, like, because you can't really see in front of you. If you go away from the camera, you can see what's coming next. So there were a lot of times where you had to be able to react super fast if you were going very fast. So I'm like, I'm going to start going slower to be able to react to whatever's coming up in my next field of vision. And when I'm going down this hill, going super slow, it's no longer fun. I feel like I'm playing, you know, I'm going to date myself here, Bubble Ghost, but with a terrible camera where Amazing. if I touch a rock, I die. Oh, I, I played on the on the Atari beforehand, but yeah, it's Game Boy as well. Um, but but that's the idea. Like, I wanted consistency. Um, is it fun? Yes. Did I go back and do um, the challenges? Like the first mountain, I had to to unlock the second course. Um, and I did the did it for a couple of courses, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just overall not having fun. Like mm. it just it did not <clears throat> grab me the way I expected it to. And that's not to say it's a bad game, because I'm not saying it's a bad game. Just for me, it was not an enjoyable experience. And I think if the consistency was there, like not dying and blowing up to touching something, um, that would be a big thing. To have a, like if you could zoom out, like I would love it if I could take the camera and zoom it out just a little bit to see a little bit further down the, the path. Um, I think that would benefit and... Uh, I mean, or or even just changing the whole perspective and being able to have the camera behind you the whole time. You were playing on your TV, right, Barry? I was playing on the TV. Okay, yeah. I figured as much because if you're playing handheld, I could see that being a problem. <laughs> like, oh my! I only played hand. I only played handheld. Interesting. Well, what was your and, experience, JP? So it took me a little bit to get used to the controls, and I remember having Shannon. I said, Shannon, you need to try this game out, and she also was like, I don't understand. I'm moving the you know the analog, and it's not going in the direction that it should be going like she thought it should. So I think the controls you need to get used to. But once I did, to me, I had a lot of fun with it. Because Which control scheme did you use? Left and right? Think, or did you use the directional push? Is it bad to say that I don't think I realized what the difference was? I did try both, and I can't recall which one I ended up sticking with. Because yeah. um, left and right would I wanted, be like, like a, a ship or not a ship, but like an airplane versus mm-hmm. like... Whatever direction you push is whatever direction it goes on the screen, which as many times as the direction changes, that's what I went with. Yeah, I think I may have done that one. But to me, I had fun because um, I like trying to find all the shortcuts and the different routes. And especially like when you jump over like a huge, like, uh, like two cliffs. Yeah. Those are, those are super fun. And especially when you start the track and instantly you turn the bike around and then you see like a shortcut. 
to me, that was a lot of fun because that's how you shave off your time. That's obviously how you get the, the fastest score. And it's not meant, in my opinion, to be going on the path that you see. It's pretty much the path that's unknown. But unfortunately with that, it's a lot of trial and error because what may look like a path ends up, yeah, like that's one thing I noticed is that you really couldn't do too big of a jump downwards without crashing. So you had to make sure that the track kind of like evened out to where you, you know, you jump off of something and there's a landing near, like near underneath you. Otherwise you're just going to just crash and have to restart. What I did like is that when you did restart, your time restarted as well. So when you have, you know, two minutes to complete the course and you're starting to run out of time and then you crash, it resets to the time when you first got to that next, um, the next, uh, uh, checkpoint part. Next checkpoint. checkpoint. Thank you. Uh, next I checkpoint. do have to thank the developers though, that like later on in the game that they mm-hmm. actually made less of the time and they were all like only die so many times, only crash so many times to unlock right. the next one. Because if it would have been time based, yeah. like my time started to really suck as after yeah. the first like yeah. mountain. See, that was Here. the weird thing too. It was like, Oh, don't crash less than 21 times, which I was able to do. But then do it within three minutes, which I, I almost did. I didn't do it. But it's like, if that's, it's kind of like asking me to do two different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. You want me to do it with less than three minutes, so that means I need to go as fast as possible. But you're telling me not to crash, which means I have to go as slow as possible. And it's, it's frustrating because, it, you know, it's like a pull. Where do you want to go? You want to find that happy medium. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's not so easy to find that happy medium. Well, just like see, riding my bike not... down Killer Hill back in the day as a kid, I'd never use brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Crash right into a tree. I will say that. I will say that I noticed that when I when you do it the track the first time, I did purposely go slow a lot of times just to get the lay of the the track. And then when it was time, I was like, all right, let's just go for it. And I was a lot more loosey goosey with like um, drifting around the turns and whatnot. But I. I'm telling you when, when they had a lot of like the drifting sections, like a lot of turns back to back, like you really felt the speed and it it felt really sharp. Like, you know, what Jeffrey mentioned earlier that the controls were tight. And to me, I I did feel that I felt that they were very responsive, which you needed because a lot of sections are very narrow. There's very little room to like not hit something. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, I liked it. I mean, it's a fun game. Like, again, we talk about these pick up and play games. This is what I'm looking for. Like, this is what I want to have on my switch where I don't necessarily want to dive into like a long RPG. I just want to play something that's just fun and quick. And this is another one in that catalog now that I would keep jumping back to and keep trying to improve the score. Plus there's unlockables too and some customization. So there, there's, you know, rewards for doing well in the game. And to me, I, I find it fun. I, it's, it's almost simplistic in terms of the design, but it's just, it's a nice backdrop, right? It's the nice I played nature, as Hulk Hogan. I mean, give him a Hulk yeah. Hogan mustache, <laughs> blonde, and I was seeing brother a lot while I was on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, though, like, maybe because I play and still play, uh, back in the day and still play today, a lot of retro games that require fast twitch movement that mm-hmm. like, maybe it's just somehow it clicked with me because like I was able to just perfectly like carve out and grind around paths and stuff and somehow I was able to just barely avoid the rock as I went through a shortcut path that I would mm-hmm. have crashed into and like whereas Barry's just tapping and exploding on the impact with stuff which was just, that was the just, weirdest thing i i, I was just 
touch it and just explode. It was like, wow. <laughs> I can only imagine. You're like, no. <laughs> like, what? And it was like right near a checkpoint, too. Like, yeah. I'm the like, worst, oh. The worst for me was when I was like on a tear and I see the checkpoint and I hit something right before it and I'm like, <sighs> oh my God, no. And then, you know, there's, there's not really long, long sections in between the checkpoints, but I was just like, oh my God, I was doing so good. And then, boom, I just crashed. And How far did you all get, by the way? I, the, so the first mountain, all four of the tracks, I uh-huh. finished. Um, but I haven't unlocked another mountain yet. Wow. So I don't know what I need to do to do that. Because I looked and I was like, I didn't see anything that said, you know, expert mode or something that unlocks the um, next thing. So I, I think, think it was track one or two. It was time and time uh, and it was the, I think it was the one Barry was talking about with like three minutes and 12 crashes. I think that was to unlock okay. mountain two. I, I literally just played through as I unlocked mountains and then went to the next mountain. So I don't even know mm-hmm. if I played all four tracks in the first mountain. I think I only played mm-hmm. one or two. But then I, I moved on to the next mountain. And I just did that to keep things fresh for the, the stream. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is going to be a before bedtime, though. It gives me too much anxiety. <laughs> um, but it's fun. It might be like a lunch break game, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? This thing gave me more anxiety than <laughs> damage in transit <laughs> oh no nothing can give me more anxiety than damage in transit <laughs> honestly like i didn't care about crashing um and so like i enjoyed this game it was and it mm-hmm. was fun having like people watch too while they were like mm-hmm. saying stuff yeah that's that's definitely a game i could see a lot of fun having people around because when you crash you just do like the ooh and just like you know, when you make a good jump, it's like, ah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, there's definitely a lot of different paths in each track, in each checkpoint. Like, in between these checkpoints, there's a lot of different ways that you can go that I'm constantly going down the mountain and noticing, like, oh, I could have, you know, made a left there. I could have just gone down there and I could have cut out this entire little section. So I like that you, there's constantly new ways to improve and not just following the direct course and just, you know, tightening your the controls. But um, I will say before we forget, um, for those interested, it is 19.99 on the eShop, and the publisher Thunderful. I want to thank because they're the ones who provided us with the review code. So mm-hmm. thank you to them. Um, this was also a game that I got to play, and I, I mentioned this before at PAX. So the first time I tried it was at PAX East back at the end of February, and I got to sit with them. So I'm sitting with them. I'm playing on their dev kit, and I'm playing this game. And I just remember going like. I, I need to play this when it comes out. Like this is exactly the kind of game that I love on the Switch on the go. Um, so I'm very happy when it came out. We had the opportunity uh, for all of us to play it. So I do want to thank them uh, for that. And yeah, I mean, do we want to give our uh, final final um, thoughts slash recommendation? Yeah, I would say um, thanks to everybody that watched me on the Switch Showpedia Saturdays. Um, there was a few comments. Um, basically a lot, there was a lot of off comments too, like cr- people saying crazy stuff or talking about, <laughs> um, the Shockmaster because I was saying Hulk Hogan and stuff <laughs> like Shockmaster <laughs> fall through the, fall through the wall and you run him over or something. Um, but Raymond Fix said this game looks fun. So that was one thing. And then he went off on lots of tangents talking about Star Fox Zero and <laughs> other stuff. Um, Absolute Zero Now um, was talking favorably about the Switch Collector, so he's cool. Um, so he <laughs> wrote about I Am Setsuna in the book, just for something that JP knows. Um, 
And let's see. There was a lot of craziness, though. Sean Robinson said that the game looks like the desert area where Wiley Coyote lives, which is like the third mm-hmm. mountain. He said, watch out for any crates labeled Acme. <laughs> like, it was like, it, it, seriously, like, I was going over these, like, um, bridges that were just made out of stone. I was, like, going across them that were, like, really thin and, like, crashing. And, like, it was insane. Um,. And they were all saying they're waiting for Streets of Rage 4, so it'd be interesting to see what they would say now. Um, and is that the ga- the cave from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? <laughs> but, this is like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, yeah, we had a few people that were, everybody else was commenting on c- c- crazy stuff. Because I asked a question like, what if we took Switch Collector uh, year two and just did pre-orders instead of Kickstarter? And asked people about that, if, if that would be something they'd be interested in. A lot of them prefer having it up on kickstarter just because it's where they're where they can follow me and then it pops up mm-hmm. so i was like okay that's fine because like literally if we just do pre-orders it more more money goes toward the book production i don't have to sell as many copies so we can make it faster and don't have to wait a month um mm-hmm. but yeah so thanks everybody for that um uh, for my recommendation, I mean, I gave it a pretty glowing review. I think it's awesome. Is it $20 awesome? I would say wait for a sale, unfortunately. I do love it. Um, but for $20, I don't know if I'm going to play $20 worth of this game. Like, I played for a few hours. It was awesome. Um, is it ripe for a physical if they added a few more mountains? I think so. Um, because then it would be worth it. Like, add a little more content and get us a physical burial by it. Um, and we'll all be good with the world. But um, it's at, at $19.99, it's a bit pricey, um, especially with so many com- like other games full of content on the Switch eShop. Um, but is it worth $20? Yes. It is worth it, but I don't think, like... I think people should wait because we all know that there's there's sales on there, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is cool, and especially if not everybody has the experience like JP and I did, and they some people have bare experiences, they won't be as salty if they only pay ten bucks or something. <laughs> but at twenty dollars, and I had Barry's experience where I'm blowing up and crashing into rocks. Um, now, if they they listen and they fix all the frame rate issues that I had, and they work on the clipping a little bit, so you don't blow up when you're going one mile an hour, like then I would say it's absolutely worth it. Barry, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's worth it at twenty bucks. Um, if this is the type of game that interests you, if if it looks good to you, if it sounds good to you, uh, I would wait for a sale. Um, if you, if there was a demo, I would I would 100% say try before you buy, because if you have my experience, you might say, wow, I, I, this is not fun. And you know what? That's the beauty of games. We all have our opinion. So I, I do think there's a lot of fun to be had in this game. Um, and again, if this is your style of game, then I I think you you know you're you're on the right track with a with a great purchase. But if you can wait, uh, I do say wait for a sale. So also, um, Barry, to add on to that before JP goes to his glowing review, um, <laughs> I am on Metacritic, and there is a reviewer that posted um, that the graphics on the PS4 and the Xbox version are smooth as silk, but on the Switch, for some reason, there's frame rate stutter FPS drops. 
um, especially when you drive fast and you drive better. So it's something where I think the developer absolutely optimized a little bit better for the Switch, and I think that's the key um, because it's not a realistic game. It's you know it's you know it's a graphically um, the game isn't completely graphically realistic, right? So it should be able to handle it, and it's a beautiful game. Like the the looking back at the mountains and everything, it looks awesome. But I, with a little tweaking, I think that they could really hone this in. All right, Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to let JP now uh, close it out yep. with a glowing review. <laughs> well, <laughs> he always does. I, I, I think, Barry, I think he corrected himself. Yeah, I, <laughs> he was asking for you again. I think like, he was ah, too. <laughs> I always I, correct I, myself I, on the fly. <laughs> we, we catch each other's mistakes. I, not to be on the tangent, but like my daughter, I'll start to call her like Joshy. And I'll be like, Maya, he's like, she's like, you call me Joshy. He's like, come on. You have to call me out every time. But okay, uh, yes, I. They like, learned I it like from you. You just did it. I, I guess so. <laughs> so I, I like the game. Obviously, I yeah. would recommend it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot there um, to keep you entertained for quite a while. I mean, I've only done really the complete the course and also the beginner um, objectives. So there's still more to do within each of those tracks, and it's just a lot of fun. Like it's, I, at first. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure if I wanted music or not when I'm going, you know, downhill. But I realized that not having the music and just hearing the nature was really nice. And on when somebody tagged me on Twitter about this game, I had said, like, oh, you know, stay tuned for our, our episode because this is actually going to be the game that we're focusing on. And he had called it, like, a zen bike ride downhill game. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. And I kept playing it. I'm like, it is kind of zen-like, you know when you hear the waterfalls and you hear just like the birds and yeah, it's, it's stressful trying to get down the mountain and, and, you know, shave off your time. But I could see that Zen aspect to it. So I liked the game. I liked it when I first tried it at PAX. I liked it when I had it on the switch. Now I would say, check it out. $20. It is expensive. I would say, I think that there's enough content there, especially if you like this type of game, if you don't, you know, 20 bucks, I think may be above that, that price range for you. But if you are, a fan of these, which I am, I think twenty dollars is sufficient. Um, so yeah, I would say check it out. And I agree with Barry. I think a demo would be great for this game. You know, oh, giving yeah. you like the first track or something to kind of like you know whet the appetite. So maybe that'll come later. But for now, you can watch videos. You can check out Jeffrey's stream of it on the YouTube channel if you want to see what the gameplay is like. Uh, but yeah, that that's my take on it. Watch me crash over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, of fun crashes and bikes, I don't know if you guys ever played uh, back in the, the GameCube days, uh, Dave Muir Freestyle BMX 2. Uh, Absolutely. But, but yeah, but that that right there is the bike game with crashes that I, I, I will always <laughs> go back to and love. Um, the, the, that, that's fun crashes. This was just anything but Zen is so weird. Like I can see the, the atmosphere and the scenery very mm-hmm. Zen. You know, the birds the chirping, the wind, but then, you know, like the crash of your bones as you hit the pavement <laughs> and the rocks and your exploding pixelated blood going everywhere. Like, <laughs> very your, thin. Your limp body that goes over a rock and just yep. hangs there before you continue again. I just, well, at, as I streamed longer and longer, I used to, I would sit there and watch it and comment on it as we're streaming. And I'm like, you know, oh, look, there he goes. And he's gone. And he fell down. The, the, the river. I felt like they did that almost in in uh inspiration by the trials games because that's one of the fun of the trials games is watching physics, yeah. your mm-hmm. ragdoll body just go flying everywhere and where you remember flat out yeah. oh yeah flat out. uh-huh okay so 
Um, let's talk about very briefly what next week's game is going to be. It's another upcoming new release game, which is cool. Uh, it actually just came out today on May 8th. Uh, it's, go- it's called Stone, and I'll just read the two-sentence little summary. Stone is a single-player, third-person interactive story where a hungover koala detective wakes to find his lover Alex has been kidnapped, an Aussie stoner noir story game by Convict Games. So when I was perusing the eShop last week, I just saw this, and it just really stuck out for me. I see this koala. It's hungover. I watched the little trailer. It was hilarious. And I'm like, I'm just going to post about it, let people know, because I never even heard of this game. And the developer reached out to me, um, and they were like, hey, thanks so much for sharing. Do you want a code to review? And I said, well, we have a playcast. Uh, could I request you know, for all of us? And they said, yeah, sure, here you go. Um, and they also said, if you want to do an interview, you know, let us know. So we may be doing that, which would be really cool to get their take on this game. Yeah. Um, but this game sounds awesome. And all I'm going to say, just based off of the eShop page, it says in here, there's classic movies. Yeah, you can watch film classics like Sentimental Bloke, Night of the Living Dead, and Story of the Kelly Gang. What? I think that's awesome. Ah, what? I, yeah, you can. I don't know if it's the full movie or not. But we're gonna. We're about to stream Night of the Living Dead on the Switch Man. It's Switchopedia Saturdays. I'm, I'm telling you, if they have like the full movie, and then they say they are coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> you know what I find funny? There's no Netflix on the Switch, but there's Stone. Yes, maybe we could hack it. We could start streaming Netflix. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm excited to play this one. So I think it's going to be a fun one. I want to thank Convict Games ahead of time. Uh, for reaching out to us. That was awesome. So I uh, can't wait to play, uh, play Stone, and hopefully everybody checks it out uh, during the week, so maybe you can comment and let us know your thoughts. So nice. that is the next game we're going to be playing. And then after that, JP, we got a plan, because it'll be episode 50. Oh, my gosh. And I got a wow. plan. And I got a plan, because I get to choose the game. Yeah, I'm going to let you take over episode I get to 50. Choose, I get to choose the game. And Barry yeah. and I were talking while we were waiting for JP to get on. I think we have a good good plan, so... Maybe. Good. Maybe. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. it's totally going to be Troll and I, the sequel. Like, oh, my God, yeah. At it again. We're just going to watch the movie Troll 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Cooking Mama. We're just going to let our whole, our whole switches do Bitcoin mining for us. Uh, uh, so, fun, fun thing. Did you hear about the story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town change for the Western release? No, I did not. Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm on. You know, I'm as you're talking. I always multitask, obviously, and I'm on a quiet keyboard, so maybe you can't hear me as much as normal. Yeah, um, but I'm on, maybe you can. So I'm on Anime News Network, anime site that does gaming and stuff, and I just happened to come across this, and I thought it'd be interesting to share because um, this is something different for the North American and European release than they did for the Japanese release. Um, so I'll just read it really quick because you know we played Rune Fact. Rune Factory, and we like those type of games, and Story Seasons is another one coming out. Um, but it says, XE Games detailed on this blog on Friday some of the localization changes to the marvelous Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Most notably, the best friend romance system will be referred to as Marriage. The post also states, one minor but important change for the North American and European release is that the heart icon indicating a marriage candidates' romantic affinity for the player will display for all marriage candidates from the start of the game, where in the Japanese release it will only display for same-sex candidates after you confess and start dating. Hmm. The Post noted that the producer has been supportive of our decision from very early in development, and that this has been a very long time coming in the Story of Seasons series. 
Furthermore, the post includes a screenshot from the game showing how the best friend system works in context. You hold a ceremony in church with their chosen partner, showing both characters in white wedding dresses or suits. Um, I do have to say, that. though, I thought you were talking about Marge for a while, and then you, a marriage. Okay. Jay. Marriage, yeah, sorry. Marge. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard it twice, and I'm like, what's it talking about? Mary, oh, marriage. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says uh, there'll be some character names will be different from the original English localization for the Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town and more Friends of Mineral Town for the Game Boy Advance, stating ultimately we decided to be more faithful to the Japanese names. And then there's more stuff coming. Uh, but I thought that was interesting to share. And Games getting progressive. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So that was my little fun fact. So um, What else we got? So going to stuff that we got in this week, I didn't get in a whole lot. So mine's pretty easy. And I know just because uh, Barry and I talked for a minute before JP got on the call, I got a game that, or two games that, that Barry hasn't gotten because he's like damn because i was gonna we were gonna do one of them but he doesn't have it so um which one uh i got in blossom tales by limited run games. nice yeah i got in blossom tales and dark devotion from limited run today uh and, i did uh, the steel book one so i'm not getting that one just yet yeah mm-hmm. um, the other thing but i got I in people the, the other thing i got in the mail was the neo geo mini console because it went down to 30 bucks yep did <laughs> yeah. you try it yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, you like I'm it? not. I've been told not to plug it in, so I'm not going to. Because if you plug it into the TV, um, it it looks grainy, but it looks awesome uh, on the little screen. So I'm going to use nice. it as a mini arcade. I think that'd be kind of nice. cool. Um, but yeah, so that'll be a, a really cool item. And through our conversation, though, I didn't realize that Barry still doesn't have East Asia Soft. Was it number five, the Oiken Odalius collection? Yeah. You never got that, Barry? It's, it's, that's the, the it's actual like, item I was talking about last time. Yeah. It's stuck in customs. It's out of customs and is in <laughs> transit since April 1st, and I've heard not, or May 1st, Wait, and I heard nothing. Wait, did you buy it late, though? I bought it with the PS4, so it all came uh, together. Okay, I was like, I got that game all ages like, ago. Last year, but, okay. that's why I told him. I was like, because I was like, yeah. that would be a cool game for me. I wasn't thinking episode 50. And I was like, oh, that'd be a cool game to play, and Barry's like, I don't have it. I'm like, what? What did you did I did I mention the USPS story or not earlier? Uh, oh, okay. So um, we always talk about USPS lately, but I had a package from my friend in like a the few comics away. Yeah, the comics. He sent me four half-size boxes. Three of them came in within the week. One never showed up, and it still showed like in transit. And he contacted USPS because he had he had shipped it out. And what they told him was that in some places they are holding packages for like a month which I never received any notification. I haven't seen anybody post about this, but that's what their customer support told him. And I'm thinking like, well, I guess that makes sense then if I see no movement, but I, I've never seen I've never seen USPS hold up shipments for a month. Uh, so it's just interesting. So if you haven't gotten something, there's a good chance it's just sitting there and it's not going to be moving until they decide it's time to go. So it stinks because, um, yeah, it's, it's at least my comics. And I think, one game from play asia that just shipped at the wrong time that i i may never get i think it may still be in belgium for all i know so yeah it's uh it's fun i think after all this is over everyone's gonna have to take stock of what we're supposed to have what we don't have Uh and 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 there's gonna be a lot of things that are lost in transit you know oh yeah like like that's exactly it this this is sitting somewhere in the chicago area it, uh-huh. it, it says it says it's on transit to the next location, so mm-hmm. anywhere from Chicago to Jersey, 
there's a lot of hubs that could go to a lot of places that could go to. It could just be sitting there. I don't know. I, I might call them tomorrow or, or Monday yeah. or whatever and be like, give me an update. Tell me something mm-hmm. else. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. At least no. At least let me know. Like if they said if they said exactly what they told your friend. Like, look, this exactly. is being held. I would be fine. Yes. So the not knowing is what bothers me. Yeah. It's at least update if you go to track it. Just say like this is currently in a hold status at this facility. You know, for approximately you know three weeks, four weeks, something. So I can just stop checking every day. But um, yeah, that's what he. That's what they told him, and he sent me the screenshot from that conversation. So. That could be it, but what else did you, did you get anything else in, Jeffrey? Um, I mean, everything else has just been updates of items for the Switch Collector. Um, I was talking with the wooden cover guy, and basically we're going to shrink the size of the cover, the width of it on the front, because the virtual one's a little bit big, and I was like, well, let's make it perfect for the Switch one. It's a good candidate. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, the thickness for the virtual one, it's a much smaller book, but it, it's, like, perfect fit for the Switch Collector. So I was like, ooh, like, we might be able to be, like, once he creates it, we can go, like, one-to-one. Um, also got back information from Small Change Arcade, which is Matt. Um, he sent me information that the arcades should be assembled soon, and he's going to start adding the art, and then he'll send me some pictures so we can share it with all the backers. Um, nice. The arcade, the custom Switch arcade. So that'll be a cool piece there. Um, and of course, I'm still. I, I think my Black Box Challenge uh, games, the cartridges are shipping soon. So that's pretty cool. Nice. So, got lots of stuff going on, as always. So I, most of the time when I could be playing a lot of games, I'm over there like working on <laughs> distribution mm-hmm. and getting items out to people. That's the only way to make stuff happen is like it's constant moderation and insanity. I love it, though. It's fun. <laughs> so, so what did you guys get in? Who are we going to start with? Who are we going to start with? I'll go. Um, so my week was pretty good for imports. Um, I had some issues where FedEx tried to deliver three times and each time I'm waiting by the door and it, all of a sudden I get a notice say, tried to deliver, couldn't. And oh my God, it was such a mess. But it turns out that we were doing, they were doing construction on the road and I guess FedEx couldn't get up. But third day they finally delivered. So I got in uh, the Japanese multi-language release of Little Town Hero, the game. It is getting a US release, but it has a different cover art. So I bought the Japanese one, of course. Um, I got Little Busters Converted Edition multi-language and then i also got super real mahjong love two through seven special edition no english support but it's like a pervy mahjong richie mahjong where the girls undress and i think it was a sega saturn game back in the day um for some reason i felt compelled to get it so i did i tried i tried my hand at mahjong i lost in like three minutes nobody undressed so i don't think this game is made for me um but the special edition was actually really cool because it came with like a flip art book. It came with uh, reprinted uh, uh, control ca- uh, like uh, cards. Uh, it came in this cool folder type thing. Uh, so it was a nice, nice special edition. Uh, and I'll, I'll try and learn Rishi Mahjong now. So it's uh, motivated me. Then I also got in a, another Japanese-only game, which is Revenge of Justice from Kemco. Hmm. So it doesn't support English. But I will say here, I reached out to them, and they told me that they are working on a Western digital release. And from past experience, 
any game that they've released here digitally has supported English with the Japanese release. So I'm really hoping if that's the case, it may just be a patch for the Japanese one to support English. And in that case, that Japanese-only card becomes an English-supported card. So hopefully I'm yeah, ahead of the curve That there. comes a fake English-supported card. It does not become fake. It becomes <clears throat> It useful. does because when the server eventually goes down, you won't be able to download that patch. Thus, it's a Japanese card. But if I have the patch already, I'm good to go. If you do, yes. Which I will. I already opened it up just to see if I have English, which you better. Better Tricky. hope that your switch Which never dies. Which you dies. do until you swap, swip, swap switches. I can't even freaking say that. But it, <laughs> once once you transfer, though, to a switch, you have to re-download everything. So, yeah. like, if servers are down, like what Barry's alluding to, like, and, but, oh, i got to switch over to this other one. Uh, well, here's I the mean, other thing. Soon, you never know if, if they do, a, like, a second printing with the updated patch that could... Have, that uh, would be different. Then. Yeah, that would be different. So but the copy I, you have doesn't have that updated patch. It does not. So I got those uh, four games, and then from Video Games New York, I got in the Dragon Quest Trilogy Japanese import with the English cover. I got in the Super K Magic Zero with the English cover. And then off of eBay, I realized that I had sold my Mario, Mario Rabbid uh, GameStop exclusive back in the day that when it came out, and it actually had a variant cover. Uh, same same characters on the front, but they had like the different like awards, like you know winner of this award. It was like in the top right or something versus the retail standard. So I ended up buying just the case and the game that came with the GameStop one. It was like fifteen bucks. So I got my variant back again for for that game, and I think that may be everything that came in the mail uh, so far. And I'm really hoping that tomorrow my stuff from Shop for Megastore comes in because that's my Naruto game. I'm just desperately waiting for because I really want to play it. So that's everything I got, though. What about you, Barry? Uh, I had a light week. Um, I really only had a shipment come in Monday, which was the Asian English co- uh, cover of the Uometsu Remaster Bundle Pack. Oh, yes, I got that, that in, too. That, that came in. And uh, I also got the Doraemon Story of Seasons, the European version, also mm-hmm. from the same seller, simply because I had the Asian English cover, and then I found out, from JP, there was a European, and I, I put Europe over Asia, so I had to go ahead and get that. So double dip, yay! You gonna sell the uh, other one? Yeah, then? I will eventually sell right. the the other one's Asian English cover. So yep. <clears throat> shouldn't be too bad. But that's a clean cover too. That is a clean cover, no and clean. I like those. Like I saw the Naruto Asian English with no rating, and it looks sharp. Um, I was I was tempted to to import that one also. You know what I find is a lot of like the Asian English, the the label of the actual game is still in Japanese versus the European one where the label is in English, and that's what I prefer. <laughs> because if I when I open the game to play, I like yeah. to know what game it is. Like Oninaki, the cover of the Asian English is beautiful. It's 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 so much nicer than that European one with that ugly US K logo. Okay, yep. Yep. But the label is Japanese on that one versus the European one where it is actually written Oniaki. Are you saying that when you open up the case of the game that you can read on the cover, you're not sure what game is inside? I'm saying when I, if you just have the card and it's just a Japanese label and you forget what game it was, you, you know, without a switch near you, it's like, I what game you. is this? And I, like, I, like, I prefer it to be English if possible. Sometimes yep. that's not the case. Like we have mentioned, Super uh, K-Magic Zero um is not um but when it is possible and there is an english label for a game i choose that over mm-hmm. a cleaner cover 
as long as it's all in English. That that's mm-hmm. what I'm I shoot for. It's a personal thing. Everyone collects differently, but that's what I got. Everything else is still held in the mail, held in customs. Uh, one day I'm just going to open the door and I'm going to be pleasantly surprised by like 15 <laughs> boxes. I did uh-huh. get a limited run box in. I forget what it was in it. Uh, I think it was like it was a Vita game and then a, two PS4 games, and it was one of those Kemco RPGs. And, nice. uh, but it was like that. That also came Monday. I was like, what? I, I must have ordered uh, Rocket Birds. That was it. It was like Rocket Birds two, mm-hmm. uh, Vita and PS4. I was like, I ordered this so long ago. I forgot about it. I'm shocked. <laughs> that, okay, cool. That made it through COVID. Um, but yeah, not, nothing really huge because everything's been delayed and, and there's nothing came out this week, really. Um, my Naruto I'm waiting on, my, um, the, the construction game I'm waiting on is... Well, this week I thought the Moto GP20 was coming out because on Best Buy's website it had the 6th and then it got delayed to the 16th, but GameStop, no, GameStop may show the 16th. I think Amazon shows the 22nd or 26th. So I reached out to them because I'm like, I'm seeing this game everywhere with different dates. What's the correct date? So they finally gave me an answer, and it's not till later in May. So I'm just going to pull it up so people know. Um, so this is MotoGP20. It's a physical release, so it's a digital code in cart. The official release date that I was told is May 26, so Amazon has it right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that meant no games came out this week. And now, this is a good segue, in the U.S., no games are coming out next week. But in the U.K., we are getting a few. Um, so just really quick, they're all from Funbox Media, and they're Ooh. previously German release games from Mark and Technic that are now getting the U.K. treatment. So we have BB and Tina at the Horse Farm. We have BB and Tina Adventures with Horses. That's right, it's two different games. Mm-hmm. And there's one that I actually want to play uh, a lot. It's called Super Kickers League Ultimate. It actually looks really fun. Um, I think it's going to be good for the family. Uh, they all come out on May 15th, so I'll be posting pictures. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be getting mine in next week, and I'll also be doing giveaways for all three of those games. So, uh, JP, so we're going to have to make sure that you remind me and we cross-check the book because I think some of those are year two. It's BB and they Tina's are, definitely yeah. are. They came out so, previously. So I would absolutely hold off until we... Until yeah. we actually release those versions, if they're English, if they're both English, then it doesn't matter. They are. They have both. The German ones supported English. Uh, obviously, had German writing on the back mm-hmm. and on the front. But this one is going to be English cover. At least it will have English. They may have the other yeah. languages as well. But they okay. both are the exact same game. Um, they both support. They all support English. So yeah. Um, although Super Kickers League is a brand new game, that one did not come out previously. Just oh, the BB yeah. and Tina. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Super Kickers League looks cool. Um, what I will say Sounds is if cool. you want to save 5%, go to funboxmedia.co.uk. Use checkout code SWITCHMANIA. You save 5% off your purchase. Otherwise, go to Shop for Megastore and buy it from them because Amazon UK seems to have just turned off shipping to the US completely. So uh. I can't get anything from there. But Shop for Megastore has been a godsend. and then Or you go directly through Funbox Media and they ship to the US. And they actually have the games on pre-order sale. So I see Super Kickers League, you could save 20% off the the, SR, the MSRP rating. Um, so, JP, yeah. do you want me to, uh, to get on my soapbox on something that I just figured out and found out? Yeah. So my um, nephew, my nephew Mikey, just got a Switch. Um, Congratulations. And so he's, you know, he's in his 20s. So he lives on his own, works at 
he works as the manager at uh, Discount Tire up in Milwaukee. So I would see him like when we go up to like Midwest Gaming Classic. But anyways, he finally got, he's asking me about games like while we're on the cast. I just mentioned, oh yeah, and I sent him a picture of my collection wall. <laughs> so he's probably going to get like Breath of the Wild. However, mm -hmm. um, I also said, hey, get Minecraft so you can play with London and I. And like, we mm -hmm. all play in the same world. I said, make sure you get the Nintendo Switch edition because the other version that's just Minecraft, it's cross-platform, but it's glitchy because it's not like optimized for the Switch. So it's not really that fun. So like London and I will play on the Nintendo Switch edition, which doesn't have as many like options but it's way more fun and it has like Mario levels and stuff. So it's like, it's super cool to play and it's optimized for the Switch. Well, he just went on, uh, Nintendo took down the Nintendo Switch edition. It's no longer available. For Minecraft? For Minecraft. The Nintendo Switch edition is not available. They're only going with the updated cross-platform Minecraft, the same one that's on the physical cartridge. So, oh, okay. So, but the better optimized Nintendo Switch edition is not available anymore. Hmm. And that's unfortunate. It's so that, weird. Yeah, it's sad. It's also weird that they didn't put that one on the card. Well, they put the updated one with the cross-platform, because, like, literally, if you go on Minecraft right now, I can play with one, one of my nephews playing on his PS4 and another one playing on the Xbox and my daughter playing on her computer, her PC, and <laughs> the Switch, all at the same time. It's all one... It's all one big, happy, cross-platform world. But because of that, it runs really choppy on the Switch. Um, to the point where if we try to play two players on the same Switch, it's very, very slow. So we can't do local, so we'd have to play on our own Switches. Um, and the controls are a little different, too, on that version. Like, London and I, initially, and this was like a few years ago, like a couple years ago when she first started playing the Switch version, we, we played it for like hours and hours at night, and she was just loving building. We were just building Legos, essentially. And, like, so I got used to those controls, and I don't even like how they changed the controls for the for the uh, the Minecraft, the new version. I mean, I might be mm -hmm. able to change it now that we can remap buttons, but... Like, it's still, it's like, it's not available, which is weird. It's an, it's an unfortunate casualty of the digital age. It's the first one that I've noticed on the Switch, honestly, that's a casualty that's no longer available. Hmm. Man, that is my soapbox. That's, that's now, another sign physical <laughs> yeah for real that's another sign of physical because like right now like my nephew can't play in our world that we've been working on for two years <laughs> like we've been working on a world for two years we have mansions and hotels and stuff carved into mountains and he, he can't play that with us right now and like you could transfer it but it doesn't one for one transfer everything over because it's two different versions hmm. Hmm. that's sad. interesting it's sad that's really sad. There's my soapbox for. Fair, you got a soapbox for us this week? Uh oh. Oh god, you really want to poke me now? Um, I actually <laughs> don't. Poke in the I berry. Don't have, I don't have a soapbox this week. No, I'm I'm cool as a cucumber. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will just say for next week the other prior. I'm gonna pronounce it wrong for some reason. Shante. How do you say it? Shantayu. Shante. Oh. Shante. Okay. Shantayu. So I'm trying my best, everybody. Names are hard, all right? So Names we have hard. a new pre-order from Limited Run Games opening up next Friday. Yeah. Uh, 
Shantae. Shantae um, and Shantae. Shantae. I'm not doing this on purpose. I used to call Vegeta Vegeta for the longest time when I first started Dragon Ball. I'd never seen Dragon Ball before, and I just could not say his name for the life of me. So it was just like Vegeta, and I was like, that doesn't sound right, but... Everything's Tayu. Vegetayu and Shantae. Shantae? Shantae. Shantae. Okay. T-A-E. Shantae and the Seven Sirens from Way Forward Game <laughs> is going up for pre-order on May 15th. It's going to be open pre-order for both the regular and the collector's edition. Regular is $34.99. Collector's is $69.99. Comes with a soundtrack, a poster, a steelbook, 50 trading cards, and a non-functional Game Boy cart. Not a box, but a cart with a stand, an acrylic stand. So it actually looks really cool. Um, so yeah, that's going to be open for pre-order which is really nice. I believe it's going to be a four-week pre-order window like they've been doing. Uh, and as far as I know, that is the only limited release that has been announced so far for next week. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it may be we could a go light over, like, what's available, that, what, what became available this week, like Little Inferno, that only has 300 copies of the Steelbook available right now. Left, left. left. Mm-hmm. It started with 2,000, 2,000 mm-hmm. copies. But right, so Little Inferno from Super Rare Games has a regular and a Steelbook edition. Steelbook bundle is down at least earlier in the day. 300 copies was left. Uh, then also on Signature Edition games, we talked about um, Streets of Rage 4, but also House Flipper. Signature mm-hmm. Edition came out uh, for pre-order. And there, it's also getting a U.S. retail release, Barry. Just no, no, know. I already pre-ordered the U.S. Okay, release. good, good. It actually looks like a fun game. Uh, <laughs> like it goes, Barry, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people... <laughs> Because I used to always post on anything he announced. Oh my God, he getting yeah. to us everything. I was like clockwork to the point that he started calling me out whenever he announced it. It would be like, yes, this is coming out in the U.S. later, Barry. Or no, there's no confirmation yet. Because because I was tired of t- double dipping. Because every time he would post something, it would be like, oh, wow, got to get it, got to get it. And then it was uh-huh. like, oh, double dip, double dip. M-U-J-P. <laughs> you, I literally, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. Like you're always the first person I think of when I would post. And some, you know, somebody would comment, "Is it coming out in the U.S.?" And that would be you. So I try and like, you know, anticipate that. But now, when I've noticed, whenever I post a, a new pre-order on Twitter and I say up for pre-order at GameStop, the first thing somebody always asks is, "Is this exclusive to GameStop?" <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm thinking like, no. I, I always will mention if it's exclusive, and I go like, no. They're normally just the first ones to post a new game. Um, but without fail, when I write GameStop and pre-order. Somebody comments like, "Is this exclusive?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, it's not." Because because right now a lot of people don't want to support GameStop after their whole brouhaha yeah. with the COVID. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, some people like myself still have GCU, so we prefer doing Best Buy while we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I think that's it. And even Amazon, like, because GameStop still charges you shipping. So you buy yes. a new game, sixty bucks. You paying shipping Amazon if you're Prime, you prefer buying it on Amazon than to, to get the free shipping. So mm-hmm. I think that's the reason people are asking. But I can I can see that being annoying. So I'm sorry if I if I, you felt me being annoying in the past. No, no, no. It's it's been a while, so you're good. I will <laughs> say I am sad because my friend, you know, as we're talking, he just posted that he just got a new Red Art game in the mail, uh, which mm. was the, the the bundle of Demetrius and Xenon Val- Valkyrie Plus. Yeah. Um, so I, he's like, "Oh, JP, did you get this?" I'm like, "No." So I, I went on online, I didn't get and it I realized, I realized I had bundled it with Riddled Corpses X yeah, because it was the same. It was the same day that they did it, and I never do that. And for some reason, I did, and I was just like, "Ah." 
So I went to track it, and mine is like just left France on like April 28th, and I'm like, oh my god, like he just he got his, and mine's not going to be here for like mine, a month. Mine's probably. probably in the same boat you are. Uh-huh. So just <laughs> mine's on that like, boat as well. <laughs> see, so as you see. JP doesn't always get everything early. Special JP early. Well, you got you got one thing that's delayed, or two things in this case. How dare they? <laughs> oh no! I'm tempted to be like, hey, you want to send me your copy, and I'll just give you mine when it comes yes. in. I'm not gonna play it right away, but I just need to have it. Like I, <laughs> you got a sickness, man. I do. I like to be first. You know, it's funny on on the Facebook group. I saw someone post that they got Dark Devotion, and, and all I'm thinking is like, Dark Devotion. I'm like, I didn't get that. I'm like, did I pre-order that? Did I forget one? I got and then I realized I had done, at the time, the Steelbook <laughs> one. But a lot of times I, I, I always post, like, the check your emails. Like, this is just shipped. And I completely didn't even know about it because, obviously, I didn't do the regular. But it's just a game now that people have that I don't. And I don't like that. <laughs> I was doing, like, the little Twitter stuff for a while. But, like, even, like, today, I've been working since this morning. I got home. I had to film another episode for HGTV, and then we started doing the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I had no time to do anything today, and it's like, um, I'm not going to be doing too many Twitter openings unless I have time. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing that I, I should mention, uh, when we say check your emails, um, mm-hmm. if you're not following me on Twitter, but you're listening to mm-hmm. us here, uh, two things. One is Special Reserve Games. May 15th, they are doing a second chance sale, second chance sale uh, for My Friend Pedro which you have the option, again, to buy it with the game or just the goodies. They're cool. doing Gris, but it's only the goodies. No game is included. I think a lot of people didn't realize that. And then for the PS4, the Metal Wolf Chaos, I believe it's called. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, think very, you did. Okay. So they're going to have, um, I think, the goodies for that available as well. So that's May 15th. And if you remember when they did Messenger like a month ago, Seconds. that went extremely fast. <laughs> Here is my tip for you. Join their Discord. When you join their Discord, mm-hmm. let's just say you have a very good chance of getting what you want. Um, so join their Discord. Uh, otherwise, you just have to wait for the sale and, and hope for the best. The other thing we alluded to was Super Rare Games had sent out an email. They had said that 300 copies of Little Inferno Steelbook Bundle was still available. But also they hinted at their next two games. The first one is one of the most popular shmup games on the eShop. So oh. do your research and you could probably figure out what it is you could also see if it was one of the games that uh uh wood had had shown and then the other one is a party game so it's a fun party game uh so those are the next two Switch releases coming up cast the game all right the game <laughs> poke the berry mini game oh god <laughs> don't poke the berry don't, don't poke the berry, poke the berry. <laughs> but also some good news shipping is going to resume on monday for their game so We've oh, got some good stuff to look forward to because the World of Goo Steelbook, I believe, had come in. Um, and I think, was, wasn't there another game already? Well, they have this one now. Little Inferno is in hand. And I'm, I'm trying there to think was, if there was there anything was another, else. Yeah, another pre-order that went live last week that's still available, and that is uh, Legend of the Skyfish with Red Art Games. Yeah, yes. So that's just a pre-order. That's not uh, available like in hand yet. No, but it's only 2,800 right. copies total, so you're right. if you're interested... That is still available. Oh, you know what the other one was? Sexy Brutal. Oh, yeah. That was, that was an older one from Super Rare. No, but I'm saying that one was also during the time where they weren't shipping. Yeah. 
Well, they said they were going to do the um, the triple pack with the steel book for World of Goo first because like I never got that triple pack because I got the steel book. So right. there's they have those three games I don't have. You want to talk about fear of not having things? You have those games. I I don't, um, and that's fine because those are going to be the first order shipped. Hmm. Also, okay, so we have World of Goo. They didn't ship. They shipped out the regular, right? They didn't ship yeah, out the steel book. Assault Android <clears throat> Cactus. They did ship out. Except for the, the triple pack. Right, but the, the Mech Extermination Force, I don't think they shipped that individually, right? I th- maybe not. That which, might have been one? right at the cuddle. Mech Extermination Force? Mech Extermination. I don't, I don't have that It's one. release number 29, so that one, Sexy Brutale, and Little Inferno should all be shipping. Uh, so we're going to be getting a really nice box of super rare games uh, in the next uh, few weeks, which is awesome. Super rare box. Well, no, they're going to be shipping, uh, you know, but but when is it going to get here? I just said like seven days later. Yeah. Well, that's, and, they don't hold it for a month. <laughs> that's true. And I will say, um, one game that I did beat after playing Final Fantasy VII, which is a short game, but definitely, I mean, it's probably one of my favorite games now on the Switch, and it was the Super Rare Games uh, physical release, The Gardens Between, by the Voxel Agent. Hmm. Um was a fantastic game it's it is short it's maybe three to four hours five hours max if you're going slow but it is fantastic if you love puzzle games i mean i've never played a game like this i just have to give a shout out because it is amazing um and even though the regular edition is sold out on their website the collector's edition is still available they have 33 percent of inventory left it's 68 dollars. and i will say after playing that game I'm glad I got the collector edition because it's beautiful. It has a 64-page hardcover, hardback art book, full-color 20-page manual, exclusive sticker, complete set of the cards, exclusive CD, two pins, an A3 poster, and an A4 paper craft of the jumper um, icon in the game. So I'm glad I got that because that game is probably one of my favorite now on the Switch. It was just beautiful. It was fun. Um, <laughs> and it had a really good good message to it. So. Don't let how short it is, you know, deter you from wanting to play this game. It really is like a genius game. So I want to throw that out there. Nice. I, and that's I, all I got. I, I will say on the um, on the topic of JP's favorite games, I want to throw out a little contest to the <laughs> Switch Mania Playcast listeners. Um, in Volume 2 and Volume 3 of the Switch Collector, I'm going to have a new section, right, JP? Yes, you will. <laughs> like I was like, oh my gosh. So what did I call the section? Did you do you remember? Like No Lost uh, and I'm, Forgotten or I'm, I'm, Yeah, Lost and Forgotten. So <laughs> yes. there's for example, this is a good example. There's going mm-hmm. to be I did not put Pinball FX three in year one and i absolutely love that game and didn't realize it came out in year one until recently so i will put that in the lost and forgotten so people don't forget about pinball fx3 and it'll go in that section in the next volume now where it goes with jp's favorite games there's a one that jp and i found out about that is not in the switch collector Mm -hmm. volume one a physical game that is not in the damn book it, it got, it, you know what, it was in our list, and it somehow didn't make it onto the, and, into the book. And through myself looking at the book for thousands of hours, and then having JP look through it, he didn't catch it. Other people on live streams didn't catch it. So, yeah, yeah like, it's it's one of those we things failed. where I have way too much information. But I will have lost and forgotten. 
because it will be in the Switchopedia. It'll just be in a different volume, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing will be left out of the Switchopedia. <laughs> what game was it? Not telling you because that, that is the contest. Is when uh-huh. people get their book, the first one to figure it out will get a shout out in volume two. Oh, yeah, it could be you, Barry. Like <laughs> it could be. You get I a heads know. up. You get a heads up on others. I'm, I'm, I, I get a heads up by by you know not a long time. I, my copy doesn't isn't here yet. Well, I don't also, get an advanced though, copy. You're gonna listen into an hour and a half in this episode because you're on it right now with us. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to have the same head start that everybody else does when my copy arrives. And knowing our mailman, I might not get it for you know a week after everyone. <laughs> but there may be other other games too. Or if there's a digital only game that came out in year one that's somebody's favorite and it's good enough to the point where we'll highlight it in a future volume. We'll put it in the Lost and Forgotten as well. Like mm-hmm. um, honestly, though, it's of. Volume two, from which is year two, is going to be volume two and three. Volume two is over four hundred pages already, and that was the shorter one. It was at three forty when I did my bar napkin math, and it's over four hundred pages. Um, once I laid it out, so I am making solid progress on volume two. I have all of the templates for the digital only done. I have the templates for the non-English. There's no physicals in volume two. There's some in, there's one in year two, but it's in volume three. Um, and I have a lot of the physical done. Um, I still have to go in and do all the text formatting and then write the whole damn book. But <laughs> like, but it is coming along. So once we get things to the point where we can write, um, and we get some art from the artist who the same artist, Rusty Shackles, is doing the art for both volume two and three. So we're going to have the same artist for the entire series so far, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm making progress, so that's good. Like I'm working on you know, that stuff, and that's what I'm doing instead of playing <clears throat> through three-hour-long games like JP. <laughs> Jeffrey, I remember we had this conversation before about how after year one, year two, and year three, it's like, oh my god, these books are just going to get bigger and bigger. You must be really excited for year four, because year four is easily going to be a one volume again. With the COVID and all these delay guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's to say? Because, I mean, with the the first party has been slim pickings, and I mean, we're seeing even less and less get announced, distributed. I mean, I saw a Barry comment on Twitter mm-hmm. or Facebook somewhere where he was like, I mean, somebody posted what Nintendo has, and it's all, like, updates, and he's like, see, this shows the lack of, like, games coming out this year. Yeah. Well, I said, I said, boy, Nintendo really, you know, wants us to be excited about the rest of the year, because it was Xenoblade, Clubhouse games, and, like, the rest were all updates or DLC passes, which may even be delayed, like, Smash mm-hmm. might be delayed. And, and so. Let's be honest. They do an eight-minute direct surprise of the Mario Anniversary Collection. Anyone else can think about any other game coming out? I don't think so. And, and it'll be awesome when they do it. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But just, even that, that might get played too. And, yeah, it may. Sure. I, Clubhouse Games is looking more and more awesome. Did you see the thing about the uh, like the rally car where you you could put up to four switch um, screens together yeah. and drag out the course? Yeah, I just I just love that. I think that's who has four switches in their house right now that are playable. Me. Uh huh. I'm a. Did you see the and, I and guess and guess what game they have on there? Rishi Mahjong. Oh, God. There you go. I'm going to learn how to play this game. 
Just so you can see naked. No, no, no. It's yeah, I want to that's what JT wants. <laughs> oh, I did get one other thing in the mail. Now that now that we talk about inappropriate Switch games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're So talking. I had this initially, and then I had gotten rid of it when I was purging my collector editions. And then I realized that I shouldn't have done that because I wanted the variant covers and the cool little collector box to hold the cases in. So that was the Psycho Collection Volume 3. Collector's edition with the big mouth pad. Yeah, the big boob mouth pad. And what's funny is I don't even care about that. I just wanted the box and the variant cover, but no one believes me. And Shanna's staring at me, shaking her head no, and shaking her finger at me. And Oh, well. Hey, I got to say, in 48, actually 49, because we had an episode zero, 49 episodes, I still don't have... Panty Party, the the East Asia Soft uh, exclusive limited edition. Well, guess what? I well, think it's still limited. Well, he needs the collectors with the panties. Oh, yeah. I have that for sale. You can. You, I still wait, don't have wait. it. Didn't you talk about that earlier, saying that you just couldn't get that to bring it into your house? I don't want to have it on display with my eight-year-old running around. And go, Nobody says that? you have to display the panties. It could just still be in the box. It has to go on Donkey Kong's head that's hanging off my collection. It's just. But here's the good news for you: it is still available on Play Asia's website, forty nine ninety nine. Save five percent with checkout code SwitchMania, and it could be yours. <laughs> hey, I haven't gotten bombarded by listeners yet to uh, convince me to to buy that because I'm literally looking, and I have. We did a review. We did a review 10, on it. But I have nine out of ten East Asia Soft Limiteds all sitting there, and I'm like, I'm missing that one. How could you really, you know, if you're going to, I mean, East Asia Soft to me is still the easiest collector editions to, to keep up with because they're not and every it's, month. And, and, and I have them displayed and I don't have it because of that game. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's not even a dirty game. That's the funny thing. You I just, know. Uh, it's, a, it's a panty RPG. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shmup, really. Man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's more of a shooter, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. But we did the review on it on, on jpswitchmania.com. But you know what? It says in stock. Usually ships within 24 hours, so you can get it. And I'll get it in seven months. <laughs> so shipping. Ah, so look at that. We're at like almost at an hour and a half, JP. We were, we were good this week. Are we? We're good. Yeah, this we're week. not too bad. We're so, good this right. week. Um, one right, interesting so. thing is is that Texas, with the whole crazy pandemic, is opening up. But Let's Play Gaming Expo actually um, isn't happening. They are mm-hmm. selling copies of Convention Quest, their NES homebrew from last year where you walk around the convention. Um, oh. They're selling copies to help raise funds so they can do the convention next year. Um, so if you need a link, just hit us up and I will find it for you. Um, but Classic Game Fest in Austin in July is happening. Because, really? Because Austin is back to normal. So hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be allowed for my job to to go. If I'm allowed to fly out, I will because then you know my job's saying it's safe too. Um, but things may not be safe by then. If it isn't, it's unfortunate because I would love to go. This classic Game Fest is awesome. It's an amazing convention, um, and I hope I get to go to that one. But um, right now, that one is happening. Um, so. That's an interesting thing with the convention scenes because we're definitely uh, going to as many conventions as we can once everything opens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if we can ever get Barry out of the house after this again because he's. <laughs> 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 like, but then again, JP's like a ninja too, so he's not much better. 
I, I still have my yeah he is. I, I still have my tickets for Video Game Con. Yeah, they're not canceled yet, so yeah. hopefully uh, that goes through because I, I look forward to that show. I, I still you know have my you know my line ready to go for like New York Comic Con and mm-hmm. and play NYC and absolutely I hope that things are you know well, back open. I'll I'll go back. I I will say now that too many games has moved to September. I think we should try to do a Switch Mania Playcast panel. Provided. We'll see if I am allowed to get out into the public yet. In September. I think September might be okay. But you all also right. have to remember your area is very different than our area. I know. Yes. I know. Philly, though, should be. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, we'll, well, we'll I, keep it I in would mind. Like that. I would like that very much. I think that, that would be, be cool idea. That would be fun. Yeah. So. All right. So. Let's wrap Let's it up. Let's wrap this up. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. You can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. You can buy the Switch Collector Volume 1 on switchopedia.com and you can find this playcast at Hagen'sAlley.com. Barry. You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on YouTube and Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. JP, what about you? You can find me on Twitter, JP Switchmania. My website, JP Switchmania, where we have over 500, and I think I'll say 10 reviews now, along with my weekly release posts of all the games coming out that support English all over the world. Uh, YouTube, we're back up and running now. We've just posted our very first video review of Spirit of the North, uh, so check that out. We also have Let's Plays on there. That's JP Switchmania. Instagram exists, but we're not on there, but it's JP Switchmania. Facebook community, JP Switchmania. And finally, what giveaways are we doing right now? Well, we have two. All of uh, them. All of them. The first is a really cool one. It's the Switch Collector giveaway, where we are giving away an exclusive Switch Collector pin. Wait, what um, are you doing? So- no, I'm playing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, we are giving away a pin that you can't get anywhere else, so... Uh, the contest is open to all. It's going until May 14th. All you got to do is subscribe to this playcast, which is the easiest thing you could possibly do. And if you want to leave us a five-star review, go right ahead. And then the other giveaway is my weekly PM Studios giveaway. And this week, we are giving away a copy of the Nintendo Switch Streets of Red Collector's Edition that was distributed through Limited Run Games. Uh, so that is the pin tweet on my Twitter channel. So you'll see it right there. It's only open to the U.S. Uh, right now, U.S. shipping addresses, but the giveaway goes until May 13th. And if you want to know more about this game, check out one of our older episodes of the Switch Mania Playcast where we talked about this game, and it was the game of the week. Uh, so those are my two giveaways going on right now. And a third one will be going up after this episode launches, and that is giving away three codes of uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill. So very excited that... We'll get to give uh, three people that game. Uh, but that is what is happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. Quit calling me Jerry, and we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Have a good one.